Welcome to the Arium Podcast. This podcast covers topics related to cyber and human resilience. The content is geared towards owners and CEOs of small and medium-sized businesses and also IT and cybersecurity leaders. My name is Ardo Kane and I'm the field CISO at Arium. Today, we're going to talk about the pros, cons, and differences between ChatGPT and Google Bard. In the recent year, AIs like ChatGPT and Bard have trended into popularity. So, which one should you be using and which one's better? Joining me today is another heavy user of AI, Vivian Lee from our marketing team. Vivian, how are you? I are, I'm doing good. Um, you know, I'm on Pacific Coast, so it's like pretty early in the morning for me, but got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Thank you for joining this early. So I ask everybody that joins, how do you start your day? Um, so usually I take care of things with the dog and then I jump into meetings or check emails. Um, I don't drink coffee. Uh, too much caffeine. I know it's shocking to everyone that I say that to. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't drink coffee and I just power through. If I need caffeine, then I have like some tea and that's usually enough to get me through the day. That's amazing. I need to get there. I'm at a, I, I need to consume a pre-workout level of caffeine constantly. So it's, uh, you know, like a thousand milligrams of caffeine just to make it through the day. So um, I think it's going to be a, a full detox at some point here in order to just reset. But then I'll have like a no caffeine hangover for like a week. Oh, that'll be awful. <laughs> yep, exactly. So chat GPT and Bard. You know, I know both of us have talked about it. We both use both. So let's talk about what they are and what they're good at. Um, so any of you who have, have are listening and have used ChatGPT, uh, you probably heard of the large language model um, concept. And that's really what BART is also. So they have different training sets and different technologies behind them, but they are really the same kind of mechanism to... Uh, respond in you know human language to a question that you have a prompt and it's using what it knows from its training data to come up with an answer so both of them really are just ai powered chatbots if you think about them and they're using machine learning under the covers to answer the questions but they really pull off a conversational dialogue well with you um so vivian i have to ask which of the two do you actually like better? It's a very, I don't want to say it's a complicated question, but it's very dependent on what you're working on. Because I think a majority of people right now, they're using ChatGPT and so am I. I, I feel like ChatGPT has been very good at summarizing or, you know, drawing out uh, like text that's, easily like edited or easy to just put in without editing um but obviously the biggest drawback to it is that it's uh limited to 2021 i think it was yep. Yep. right so the information on there is you know it's 
pretty accurate. They do a lot of review and everything. Um, I believe that the process to how ChatGPT was created was that first they let it have an unfiltered um, time to, you know, consume information. And then after that, they actually had human reviewers going in, providing feedback, guiding the learning, making sure that the information that it consumed and took as fact were actual facts and truth. Um, And then after that, that's when they finally released it. So that way, everything that comes out of ChatGPT was accurate for the user. Whereas BARD is really nice because it's connected to the internet. It's part of Google. And so that way, like if you're asking about a current event or you're asking it to analyze an article or something, it can pull it very quickly. The issue is that not everything online is truth. And so you have to also keep that in mind as you're editing and not just take it as fact. Absolutely. There's a lot of fake news out there. There's a lot of opinion. And, you know, you can find a blog article to back up just about any idea you have. If you're writing a your own blog article or paper or podcast, you know, you can really back it up with evidence from the internet of supporting anything now so it's it's there is a lot of of information to sort out what's real really valid and what's not um that that unfiltered information that data set uh that large data that really was used as training data uh you know the effort that they had to go through in order to find you know the the you know bad data and, and and put it out like it's just a lot of work in order to take that out and uh in the in that alignment process when they're training ai uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of that alignment work is is helping ai really kind of respond the way that is appropriate for for humans to understand and 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 work with and and there's a lot of social norms and biases built into it as well so um you know things like it it, it won't give you offensive things back uh that kind of thing but uh i agree what you're saying about about chat chat gpt seems to be especially if you use the paid version like i do and you're using 4.0 mm-hmm. um you know that is an extremely brilliant writer and it will do you know references and citations for you uh it'll write it in any kind of manner that you want it to write you know you tell it what style you want to write in uh you have to learn a little bit on prompt engineering and learn how to write the prompts to talk to ai but it'll give you an appropriate response but bard's real strength like you said is that it's it's connected to the internet and so it's you're able to get live data so so many times when i ask something of chat gpt it doesn't know about it yet um because it's something that's happened in the last couple of years so it's not in the training data or chat gpt can't reference this article that i'm trying to ask it about because it doesn't have live access to the internet where bard will just you know spit out current events for you all day long so mm-hmm. sometimes i'll take the output from bard 
<laughs> and put it into chat gpt and say okay here's what bard said you know please edit it put it in the style for me expand on this you know add some more thoughts here that kind of thing and it'll build an article for me but uh one thing that's a strength that chat gpt has also that bard doesn't as much is the coding ability Mm -hmm. uh, writing writing code is really strong with chat gpt yes. uh you know you can ask it to write anything in any language and it'll write it for you uh, so uh that that uh, you know it can be a programmer's best friend there yeah i mean it won't be perfect you definitely won't be losing your mm -hmm. jobs anytime soon but mm -hmm. it it does help for like i mean for me in particular i've been using it to help me with html and you know that that's been really great because as someone who's you know starting to learn it but i've never actually taken courses on it at least not yet it's a great way for me to look at it see the different types of html code that can come out and then input it and test to see which ones work which ones don't work and then you can even ask a chat gpt like specifically what should i be changing to adjust the width to adjust the color or simple things like that. And it will give you a pretty detailed explanation as well as edit it for you. Now on the marketing side, I know you're probably using it for content creation also, uh, probably you know writing ad copy or writing marketing copy, uh, things like that. Have you experimented using it with graphics at all? So either Dolly, which is an open AI, it's, it's based on the same engine that ChatGPT is, or Midjourney. Have you played with those yet? I've played with a little bit. Um, most of my AI-generated art stuff or graphic design have come from either like playing with Shuttershock or um, Adobe just released their like AI in Photoshop. And oh that's been very, very, like, interesting. It's pretty strong, but obviously it's it's still a beta, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. still being tested. And I've definitely seen some bugs here or there where, like, I'll, I'll input that I want, like, a blue checkered dress. And then mm -hmm. it'll give me a blue dress, but mm -hmm. it might not be checkered. Or even something as simple as, like, I'm trying to, you know hide this specific you know section of hair or whatever right and then i'll like there's the the fun thing about the generative fill in photoshop is that you can either input exactly what you want or you can just uh hit generate with an empty text box and it will assume what you want which is really great for like if i'm trying to like edit a photo of myself like this right and i'm trying to only cut out like the you know the shape of my my head and my shoulders it'll do a pretty good job about that mm -hmm. but once it gets to more per particular things like oh i have like strands of hair that like you know are sticking out and i want to keep that look it has a much harder time like extracting gotcha. those out and i mean that also has to do with like pixels and what the computer actually knows about it if you're getting really specific about what you want to do as an artist or a graphic designer it might not have been trained in that yet so there are still drawbacks to it right right exactly and i think all these have their faults and uh 
but yeah, I saw someone online using the Adobe uh, one generative fill to, uh, they really cut out the backdrop, which was like a, a New York city or, or, you know, an urban type yeah. um, off of a balcony. They were taking a picture where the, the city was behind them and they replaced it with like an Italian villa and yeah. it, <laughs> it did it perfectly you know and i was like oh my gosh so but yeah you're not going to win every time with any of these so i think one of the skill sets as we go forward you know people are just going to have to learn how to drive ai like your your secret superpower obviously you're not going to be replaced by ai but uh you know in the workforce you're gonna have to learn how to drive it so absolutely yeah. i mean at the end of the day they're they're resources and tools and like with any position or any tool there's not only a learning curve but there's a lot of things that like it's it's just a more like steroided version of google right it provides you access to do so many different things but you still need to know what you want to do it's still a computer and it's been really interesting to see how ai has pushed like things in in travel or in language apps in like we mentioned coding and development like Mm -hmm. i think those have been really cool because now people are like you know implementing ChatGPT and bard into their websites and Mm -hmm. you can see like one thing that has been really fun for me is i i love planning and i love Mm -hmm. like planning for travel And apparently now on some websites, they have ChatGPT installed where it will plan your entire trip down to like, you're going to be in this area. You should check out this museum from like this time to this time. And then you'll still have time to walk to the next destination and do this and this. And that's something that like, you know, people were paid to do like travel agents, right? And now you can get it at the click of a button customized to what you want to do yeah that's amazing and uh, uh, i've tried it a couple times saying i'm going to this place and i'm going to have uh i'm going to spend the day there what should i do and i did it in in san francisco when i was at uh going to rsa you know i asked chat gpt you know oh you know i have four hours this evening what am i gonna what should i do and it gave amazing responses and things options of things to do so i think for travel especially uh, given the wealth of of training data that it has it's able to to really help out there because so many times you're, you want to go somewhere and you have no idea what you want to do you know you you really have no idea what's even in the area you know that kind of thing and and yeah that's amazing how about for the the language apps and the training um stuff how is it being used there yeah so i mean this for language apps the thing that people i think don't realize is it's it's a chat bot right like that's mm-hmm. what we said but they're only really thinking about it in english they don't realize that they can use it as a language tutor it still has the information from like other languages even though it's like you know it actually functions in english for ChatGPT, right mm-hmm. but i mean you can ask it like how do you translate this or talk to me like this one thing that i did for marketing was i told ChatGPT, i am uh you know i am creating an ad or i am creating a 
content article and my customer should be, you know, a business owner that is interested in like patching and cybersecurity, give me a persona to work with, like give me information about what this type of person would be an average person that is interested in these topics. And it gave me like the name, the age, the, you know, interest and like when i say interest i'm not talking about like oh he likes to golf i'm i'm talking about like he they're telling me like this business owner is concerned about cybersecurity because of like this type of hacking like that kind of information mm -hmm. and so it does like the equivalent of that for like languages where you can then talk to it and be like like, how are you? Like, nice. in French or like, you know, in Spanish, like, yep. asking it, how do you say all these numbers? And it's just a really great way to, like, practice. Yeah. And I've found that, uh, you know, it, it approaches human language almost like computer language. You know, it's able mm -hmm. to code in just any language. You know, it's able to, to speak just about any language. So... So really, if you have any kind of interpretation to give it, uh, you know, I've, I've given it um, raw text and had it translate for me before and it did yeah. a great job. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really kind of the sky's the limit there. I'm using it in cybersecurity uh, to make action plans, to make cybersecurity strategies, to write policy. Uh, those of you who have done cybersecurity in your company before, you've, you've probably try to figure out, okay, I need to find a template for this like acceptable use policy, or I need to find a template for a bring your own device policy or a backup policy or an encryption policy or a social media policy. What's my policy for my employees using social media at work? All you have to do is ask ChatGPT, give me a policy for this. And you may want to give it some detail about your company, you know, uh, here at Arium with X many employees, you know, our policy tends to be this. Can you write a policy, uh, cybersecurity policy for our cybersecurity strategy manual and stuff like that? And it will write a thorough policy for you. You can edit it and tweak it as you wish and, you know, put in your your details, but it, it writes a great policy. Um, you know, when you're using, when those of us who are on the technical side are actually using, um, you know, cybersecurity tools to search for an attacker, we have to write queries. And sometimes those can be complex to do. So now I can just ask ChatGPT, hey, write me a query for Splunk, which is a piece of software that we use to search logs and everything, uh, for Splunk that will look for these identifiers and it'll write a query for me. So instead of me sitting here having to craft queries, kind of like you with HTML, instead of me having to sit here and, and figure out how to do it, I can get the answer in two seconds and just paste it in. Uh, so on the defense side, those are the kind of improvements that it's making, but it's also making improvements on like, um, you know, ticket responses some msps are using it for reading the text of a customer's ticket as it comes in and then coming up formulating a response for that customer's problem uh things like that so i think as we go on machine learning's already been being used with cybersecurity a lot because anytime there's any kind of threat or attack data there's millions of log entries so there's just an, a massive amount of data mm -hmm. that, that needs to be sorted and so machine learning has already been 
been being used for that for for last several years but now that chat gpt is involved you can say okay chat gpt given this data set tell me what's going on like so it can actually look at the summarized data from that uh machine learning output and then summarize it to you in human language and that is something that uh chat gpt is really good at summarizing you know coming up with a conclusion um and if it's not what you're really looking for you can tell it to try again and uh, so that's amazing um so yeah let's talk about kind of some of the technical differences between uh, chat gpt and bard we talked about really kind of like what we like better uh so chat gpt is is really a uh, gpt stands for generative pre-trained transformer and a transformer is kind of a part of this neural net concept um and chat gpt's uh models are getting bigger and bigger and better and better by layering transformers that are uh, that's actually these these components that are doing the thinking that are acting as kind of you know your brain um bard uses similar technology and they call it the pathways language model too but it's, it's very very similar technology they've been developed independently um but uh we're kind of converging a little bit uh, i personally believe that open ai is a little bit ahead um but it may just be because there's so much more visible uh, where everyone else you know adobe you know um google uh, has been kind of doing it but you haven't been seeing it as as openly as chat gpt has been all over youtube and everything with it right yeah um you know chat gpt is available to everybody for free but if you want the the cool version that actually has more transformers so it gives you a more brilliant answer is uh, is a paid version uh where bard is kind of in beta um and you can sign up on a wait list to get access to it it's pretty quick to get access to it um if you do sign up and uh you know but you know i think it's worth using both and playing around with both uh, i personally like bard for when i try to when i'm trying to be really human sounding and conversational um you know but if i have something delicate that i need to analyze and get a, a, a you know good response to i'll use chat gpt so it, it really depends yeah um we already talked about kind of the data differences that bard is talking to real-time data and chat gpt is 2021 data set uh, but one of the cool things is that chat gpt knows what what ai sounds like mm. uh, chat chat gpt uh you know knows what human language sounds like and what ai sounds like so you can tell chat gpt write this as a human would write it this should not be distinguishable as ai and <laughs> it'll write text for you that then you can put in a ai detector later and it will not detect that it's ai yeah so, <laughs> so that's amazing I mean, it, it's it's definitely getting real smart about it mm -hmm. yeah i think the other really cool thing that um i know people in education were kind of concerned about is like plagiarism because you could very easily just be like write me this and then not actually write anything at all but mm -hmm based on the work that I've been doing and also just knowing ChatGBT has a built-in plagiarism checker too, mm -hmm. it's still kind of obvious if you're writing a paper through ChatGBT or, or BARD, like you still have to do like work on it. You still have to like write, yes. right? Quote unquote, write yep. it. 
Um, yeah. it, it's it definitely spits out specifically for ChatGPT. It'll spit out like the same like intro or like the same like words. Like I think one one phrase that keeps coming up is uh, in the evolution of like technology today like that's a phrase that constantly comes up when i ask it certain questions or ask it to like summarize a paragraph for me and of course i'm using the free version too mm -hmm. right so i'm not actually like really using a lot of like the uh transformers right uh i'm i'm not like really really deep into there but yep. it's still something where like you know the average student you can kind of tell when they're yes. just spitting something out yeah yeah and those of you who are trying to use it to make uh, like term papers uh be aware that it'll lie on its references um mm -hmm. it'll give you your bibliography at the end or your citations or your references and give you articles that don't exist um i've uh, i've experienced that so um you know that that brings to mind what you said that when we when you use it to generate contact content you actually do need to read it and check through it and make sure because you know if i'm using it to write an article or something if it writes two pages of of copy i i really do need to check it and then modify it and then verify what it's written because it may you know the way chat gpt and bard work is they learn so chat gpt may think this is the answer based on its training data it may not be right yeah. so you know it needs to be validated um let's get into like some of the pros and cons in general about them like i know mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that are kind of scared of like oh the computers are gonna take over but mm -hmm. i think like we've kind of covered enough that you know in terms of like the cons there's quality concerns plagiarism um they don't really it's not exactly creative it's mm -hmm. spitting out the creativity quote unquote creativity that other people have put out before right yes yeah. um so like in terms of cons like those are really big ones uh mm -hmm. and like human editing it doesn't actually generate any new ideas um and so like i think those are like the big cons but in terms of like the pros i think you can see that the most in like cybersecurity in terms of like how it how it like is scalable and it's efficient yeah yeah i think on the pros side it, it is allowing us to uh it's a tool right so it's allowing us to do a lot of work very quickly it's allowing us to come up with answers to problems um, you know, in seconds rather than us having to draft something, you know, that might take all day to do. So it's improving our productivity. It's making our team more efficient and scalable. It's, it's making us more cost effective, you know, and, you know, in addition, we're able to use it to kind of overcome some of those creative blocks and with me that happens with article writing a uh, blog post writing writing outlines for something but also you know even on when i'm trying to write like security policy it's like okay i need to write a security policy about you know um international travel with laptops um where should i start 
you know, don't, I don't have a starting spot. I don't, I don't have a reference point to start this policy from. Let me start with ChatGPT's output and then build from there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that allows me to, to, instead of sitting there like banging my head and searching the internet and trying to find examples, um, it gets me started right away. So, um, I know from your side, it probably helps with SEO. Does it understand SEO? Um, it understands it pretty well, I think. I, I think it helps me with the 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 option to get into hashtags and stuff. Because, like, hashtags are those things where it's, like, you know about them, but, like, which ones are actually applicable, which ones help the most. So that's been really good. I think specifically it's been helping a lot for um, writing the content, Uh like with SEO, part of it is actually incorporating certain keywords into the text or making sure that it's on uh, it's it's on top of the sub uh, subject, right? And so that's been helping a lot. However, I, I feel like it hasn't been doing too much in terms of like the algorithm per se. If anything, like people like it's not only me that's using it. It's, everyone that's using it so it's starting to mess with the algorithm in a way that's like almost oversaturating it mm -hmm. so before where you actually have to be very creative and you'd be very specific about like the words that you use not that we aren't doing that still but now people are faster at it they're they're thinking about it more they have more time to modify and so now certain key phrases or words that used to be like pretty empty and you could really like build your brand around that are now very very saturated and you're you're seeing a higher competition for for marketing for that i wonder if in the future the algorithm from like google or bing you know will recognize that this is a, a ai generated content in the website and then rank it differently uh, you know, the human sourced content, it may rank above AI generated content because it's original. It's, 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 it's human sourced, you know, whereas AI generated content by its very nature is going to be summarized, you know, um, that kind of thing um, at, at current moment anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, the, I'm sure it'll, as it gets, you know, more and more, uh, transformers it'll probably have more and more original thought you know in its mm -hmm. own conclusions and everything but um it, you know i think that right now algorithms could be set up to detect ai yeah. um yeah so we talked about your our preferences you know we both like to use both it seems like you use chat gpt more <laughs> um you know in the day-to-day -day. but anytime you need like internet ready research uh you're probably going to bard you know to uh pull that output right yeah exactly i mean I, like we said they're tools and there's nothing wrong with using multiple tools to get the result that you want it's almost it's almost the same thing as like if you're using the adobe suites where you know you're using photoshop for one thing but you might have to go into like editor um one of the other editors like i don't know InDesign or whatever to mm -hmm. create the actual proof that you want right right 
exactly you use it in combination with other things you know like i said before I've, I've taken my output from bard and given it to chat gpt so have bard do the research pull all the information together and then had have chat gpt write the article and use the style that i want and format it the way i want it um so you know as you know a business leader that's really how I recommend to use it and to keep your eyes open for other platforms. There's, these are not um, the conclusive list, you know, Bard and ChatGPT, although they're forefront leaders right now, there are a lot of large language model generators out there. And there are a lot of graphic generators out there and there's audio generators and there's um, video generators. So there's, this is a whole, uh, frontier that is there for you to take advantage of. And yes, there's a little bit of learning curve to, to figure out how to make your prompts and how to use them. But this is only going to speed up business right now. And I think that businesses that aren't on the ball as far as starting to use this technology, they're going to fall behind. They're not going to be as competitive because all of their competitors are going to be using this tech right now it's an arms race it, you're either using ai or you're not and companies that are developing with and using ai are going to be more successful than companies that aren't and they're going to pull, pull far ahead that's really my thought yeah yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that AI is definitely becoming a stronger and stronger tool, regardless of like what industry you're in. It's it's just, you know, another tool that you can pull from to make your company that much stronger, whether it be in, in marketing for content creation or SEO or in, in cybersecurity and really just making your lives a little bit easier because it speeds things up so well. Well, Vivian, thank you for your time today. Um, this is a great discussion. Uh, to everyone who's listening, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. New episodes will typically come out every other Wednesday. And for more information on Arium, go to www.arium.com. Thanks. Thank you.